You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the Draven tooth comes from the Green Dragon. Welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon. In this episode, Jeremy and Nick Hello. are going to talk about, well, what am I talking in second person, third person, fourth person? Who knows what person? <laughs> the, f- the fifth? Fifth. Who knows? Do themed lists work? Question mm. we got. I really like this question, actually, because one, I don't think it should be a question at all. No. That's I'm, why I like talking yeah. about it. Yeah. They're the best questions to talk about. The ones that shouldn't be questions. Shouldn't be questions. Yeah. It's a dumb question. No, there's no dumb questions. Oh, no. I guess there is dumb questions. I don't know. You're the teacher. Yeah, there is. We, we, we try to... We, we want people to answer questions and ask questions. Yep. So we say there's no dumb questions, but there really is. There really is. There's some, been some really dumb questions. But you can't tell people that they're dumb questions. The dumbest questions are the ones that you answer, and then immediately after you answer them, the, the student will go and say the same question back. Yeah. They're the dumbest questions. Yeah, yeah, the worst. Yep. But anyway, onto themed list. What mm. is a themed list, Nick? So in my opinion, a themed list is something that is you, you put restrictions on yourself based on a particular event in the books or movies. So you pick an event or a time period or a location within the the fluff or the background and you say, my army is going to come from that point so I can take these certain models. So an example for, let's say Gondor, I'm going to do the defense of Minas Tirith and so therefore, and, and in the War of the Ring and so therefore Boromir can't be part of the list because he's dead. Yeah, and um, that's that's a very simple restriction and that yeah. might be enough. And you might say, well, no, I'm doing a minute walls and ministerial list. I have to take Gandalf the White, yep. Pippin, and Berigond. Yep. So you, you start giving yourself self-imposed restrictions and you make an army work around those restrictions. Yeah. Yep. It's I think probably the best way to play the points match games. Yes. Because you get really invested in your force. Yep. It tells a story. And if you're lucky enough to get another themed list against you, it almost feels like a scenario. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. And they can be really, really fun games. They can. Absolutely, they can. And I think you get some real ownership over your force when you when you take a theme list. I know you've been playing the Three Hunters list mm. and different different versions of them. And the, yep. the latest one was what, Deeping Wall? Yeah, yeah. So, I took the Deeping Wall, which is from the movie. So, as an example, you take Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Um, I can have armor on Aragorn and Legolas because they had it at that point. Yep. I can't take the big killy sword of doom because I'm doing the movie version. Yes. Um, and Aragorn doesn't have it at that point. Because there's elves in the movie. So yes, if you're doing yep. a book version, you might take the sword and Rohan instead of That's elves. That's right. And you can have Aemir in the force at that point. Yeah. Um, and then I took Haldir, Defender of Helm's Deep because it's a Helm's Deep force. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that he's actually quite good in that list. But hey, I'm not a power gamer. But themed take, power gamer. Themed power gamer. So you take um, Haldir and then you take a Galadrim Force. Or I took a Galadrim Force. So really interesting list to use. Yeah. Lots and lots of fun. Because yeah, I, everyone loves the movies and everyone loves the books. And who doesn't love putting Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli on the table and running around and having them do their thing? Absolutely. But when you put all your armies on parade, essentially at the start and people look at them, mm. it always surprised me how shocked people are to see themed lists. Yeah. They almost get excited about it because what they're used to seeing is... Someone that takes four different warbands from four different contingents, yep. all with the most undercosted troops in each list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's some people's hobby. Some people really enjoy doing that. They've got to find that. Yep. And look, we'll, we'll make it easy for you. It's just Corsair Reavers. Yeah, absolutely. Just take those. They're, as many as you can, yeah. min maxim. Yep, that's right. Take the cheapest heroes, take the best Ringwraith, and Corsair Reavers. All you're good. All you're good. Yeah. And make sure Give you model axes. axes on the Yeah, Corsair that's, that's right, because yeah. it's a free upgrade that makes them so much better. Yeah, because they're uncompetitive without it. That's right. They, they they really struggle. Yeah, yeah. They're only slightly undercosted then. Well, no, actually, they're incredibly undercosted. Yeah. But no, we, we we make a joke about that one. But 
a lot of people can find examples in the the books where models, for some reason, are not appropriately costed compared to like models. Yes. Another example I'm going to give is Rohan Outwalkers. I was going to say that, yes. With Rohan Bowman. They're exactly the same cost. Same cost in points, but... Same defense? Yep. One's got a shoot value of three plus, one's got a shoot value of four plus. And one's got an incredible courage rule that people oh, yeah, often ignore that. because yeah. they've got another incredibly undercosted model in Rohan called Urkenbrand. Yes, yeah. Who but makes it courage like nine. To be, to be able to do a stand fast from basically anywhere, anywhere on the board, as long as you've got line of sight, you go get an out walker, you camp them up on a, a building on a ledge holding an objective and yeah. they can see a hero, they're fine. Yeah, no, they're, they're quite amazing. And I was really surprised when, because I've been thinking about further theme lists with the three hunters and I was really surprised to see that out walkers were the same price as Bowman. It's like, oh, there's actually, if you're min-maxing here, you would never take Rohan Bowman except the only way that you would, in the same role that you wouldn't choose him is if it was an army, that, a scouting army where you'd take outriders. That's the only reason that it makes sense to take outriders but if you're taking a foot force of Rohan, out, outriders don't really make sense but they're the, clearly the yeah, right choice that's right. from and a gaming point of view. Yeah, and that, that's... Look, it's disappointing that some of the options like that have crept in. Yep. But basically, we're saying that people who don't take theme lists, they're, they're taking these to take an advantage into a game in yep. the hopes that it will make it easier for them to win. Yep. Straight out. And people do justified stories about why all their bowmen are outwalkers <laughs> or, or... Or why Saruman the White is fighting in a, you know... Oh, Saruman the White fights in everyone, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Is fighting for the hobbits or fighting for... Others, yeah. Both good. Yeah, good Saruman fights. He's a mercenary like anything, isn't yeah, he? he? Yeah, shows he goes up everywhere. List. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, th- it concerns me that that's seen as, as really the way to win because yes. still, the game is one on the battlefield. It's yeah. on, one on the table. It's not one when you're making a list. Yes. These lists can be taken out just as well as anyone else. Yep. But it really does, I guess for me, and I don't know about you, Nick, but it does ruin a bit of my enjoyment about points match games. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll come up and I'll just write, right, this is just purely an intellectual exercise. I don't care anymore about the story. Yes. Because I've got my theme list against your unit of Corsairs allied with a unit of Orc, with a unit of Haradrim, with a unit of Goblins. Yep. And it's, well, you've put together something silly. Of course, with Sarum and the White in there as well. Of course. It's like when you see um, like Corsair Reavers, with Orc Spearmen as the support, because Orc Spearmen are clearly cheaper. They, they don't need the higher fight. They're just adding a dice to the combat. Yes. And it's like, why are those two fighting together? You know, I've never seen that in the fluff. But in the game, that's something that can be taken apart yes. quite easily because yes. you go pick on the Orc spe- Spearmen. Yep. They're a bit weaker. You might have the Warband split up some way. Mm-hmm. You might just run away from the Reavers and just say, well, you don't have a throwing weapon. I'm never going to engage you. Yeah, that's I right. just run away. So most people who play the game can spot troops at a slightly better value. Yeah, but absolutely. what almost I guess our challenge is to for people who like the story like we do, yep. is to make a list that is something that we're proud of playing. Yes. It's something that we're interested in playing. It gives yep. us a really feeling of the story. Yeah. But it also is competitive. Yes. Because we don't want to we don't mind losing games, yep. but we don't want to go into a game knowing we're gonna lose straight yep. away. So you, you don't take a silly list. You you set your parameters with the theme and then take the most competitive list that you can in within those parameters. Unless you're taking a real challenge list. I remember one of the tournaments I took Radagast on Slay yep. and then Five Eagles. Oh wow. At six fifty points. And yeah. that was when he just came out and I won a game with it out of three. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I was over the moon about that that yeah. I worked out enough to win a game. Yeah. Because it was Eagles are great, but on mass they don't just don't do the work. Yeah. Like they're not infantry. Yeah. Two attacks, they're gonna go down in a hurry. Radagast Be- is solid but 
he's not an Aragorn. Yeah. And big bases for the Eagles as well means, you know, numbers become a very big issue for if you. If someone's got an answer to Terra, they'll just walk yeah. through you. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I managed to take out an Eastling Force. I was very happy with that. Yeah, nice. So nice. lots of lots of hurls, lots of running away. Yeah. Knock him over, sprint off. So that was that was good fun. So theme list, we're gonna talk about basically in general how you would theme a list, yep. what you do. And then we're gonna give some specific examples of themes from books and and movies and yeah. how we can apply them to armies and, and what you can do with them there and make sure that they're still playable because yep. the whole point is do themes list work? We're not going to go and tell you to go take something silly that won't work at all. We're going to yeah. look at ways of making it work and look, we might even come across some we say, well, that may not work in a competitive environment mm. depending on what scenarios you're playing. Yeah, cool. So firstly, designing a theme list, Nick, how do you go about it? So the way I go about it is I pick a scene from... The movies are from the books that inspires me enough to want to build and paint an army around it. Yep. Um, so one of my favorite scenes uh, in in the movies is Helm's Deep um, and all the pretty much the two towers as a whole. So my very first tournament army, I ran a Pelennor Fields uh, themed list. So I had Eomer, Knight of the Pelennor. I had Eowyn in her Rider of Rohan gear. I had Urkenbrand because in the books he was in there and plus he's really good. And and Riders of Rohan and that sort of stuff. And then the next tournament I took the Relief of Helm's Deep. Um, so I've kind of had a Helm's Deep theme ever since. So I had Gandalf the White, Eomer, Urkenbrand because in the book he was there and he's really good. And so I have the Relief of Helm's Deep there. And then since then I've been running essentially the Deeping Wall Force, which is Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli and, and Galadrim. And so what I do is essentially I find something that inspires me from the books or the movies movies that I really like makes me want to put the models together and paint them and and do a really nice modeling project from it and then from that point I come up with the the restrictions so in the Holmes Deep Force um, Aragorn can have armor but he can't have the pointy sword so wasn't it just basically trying to make a theme list around Urkenbrand those first two the first two yeah well that was when I was going winning theme no no but yeah it was trying to no no let, let's uh, yeah I was I'm trying to fit Urkenbrand in because yep. uh, he's quite quite good Oh, he's um, ridiculous. He's, he's, he's really undercosted, isn't he? Yeah, incredibly. Incredibly so. And and I, it's funny because I still get people who say, no, no, he's not. He's fair. He's fair. He's not fair. No, he's True to courage is incredible. Like, it's courage so is an control. exponential scale. Yeah. So to be able to do that globally and then be able to put fight as well, two yeah. of the most important stats in the game yeah. for, for no cost, essentially. Is and, and he's a warhorn that's on a hero. So yes. unlike other warhorns or banners, it's well, warhorns, warhorns even easier because they can't be handed over. You, you can't just, just go and out. blast him or whatever like that yeah. or go, go hunt him down. No. Yep. He, you know, you've got to kill the hero with, I think he's got two fate, one fate or two. Anyway. One fate. No, one he's, fate. A, he's a standard captain profile with yeah. incredible upgrades for, yeah. for no additional cost. So he's quite good. So yeah, that, that first couple of themes was to fit Urkenbrand in. Yep. But yeah, certainly. And then, then I come up with the parameters, what I can put in, what I can't put in and go from there. So with the Deepening Wall, of course, running Galadrim, I can't put any Galadrim knights in because there was no Galadrim cavalry in the movie. Yes. And, and those sorts of things. Um, yeah. No, no palace guard because I didn't see them in the movie. That sort of thing. And I really liked the third one. I thought that was the Deeping Wall one was the most themed out of a lot of them. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't so like Sons of Aeol and Urkenbrand yeah. focus and those troops that look everyone knows are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and part of it is because they've got unintentional upgrades yeah. over time. So things like axes have got much better than they were before. Yeah. And horns are much better now than they used to be. Yep. So what that, did they used to do? Weren't they a reroll or something? Urkenbrand used to have a fantastic rule where he counted as a, a global banner for one turn. Wow. So you declared he used it. That's cool. And it, so you got the big charge and you came in and you said, right, all my riders are row hunter in range of a banner this turn. Yep. 
and you really got the one turn. But if you didn't do anything with that turn, it was all over. Yeah. And okay. he never got the fight four upgrade. So yeah. So that was when actually Rohan was a really powerful army then. Yeah. And now they're just <laughs> insane. Yeah. They've just gone up a level. They've taken their powerful army that was tricky to play and made it easy to play. Yeah, almost easy. And incredibly mode. strong. Yeah. Yeah. But I there's a couple ways of doing it. So that one we, we almost mentioned two ways. There's you take a hero like an Urken brand and design yep. your force around it. Find out when he was fighting. Yep. You could do a Forge of Eisen themed if Urken brand was your hero that, you wanted. I've actually thought about that. That would be really cool. You can and that's I like Phaedra that one. there. You can put in um. The, Grimbold? Yeah, Grimbold. That's yes, what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. that sort of stuff. And you can have a mixed force where you have Thaedra leading some outriders and some, yeah. some riders of Rohan and then Urkenbrand and Grimbold on foot holding the ford. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So you could do some fun stuff there. Or you can go for, like you said as well, go for a battle, the yep. Deeping Wall. Yep. So the relief of Helm's Deep, this sort of stuff, this idea, which is both good ways of doing it. I tend to base my theme list almost around what I haven't done for a while. Yeah. So I look for a list that no one's really done before, but then I make sure I'm trying to design the list around that particular theme yep. rather than the other way around. Yeah. So yeah. it's not good enough just to put in a handful of Lake Town Guard in a force. Yes. Like I don't want to ally them in. I want it to be a Lake Town Guard force. Yes. Yeah. So I'll look at that. One of my favorite theme list was essentially 36 Lake Town Guard, which are quite expensive models and, yep. and not particularly good. Yep. And so I looked at how could I play this round? So I went through the second Hobbit movie and went, okay, so I'm going to have the master. Yep. I'm going to have Alfred. I'm going to have a captain. I'll have Bard, the bowman. Yep. And then I was way under in points. And my option is to go, okay, I can just add more Lake Town Guard. At this point, Lake Town Militia went out. Yeah. So I only had really one option. And then yeah. I looked and went, well, there were four dwarves hanging around. There were. Let's take those four dwarves. And they're pretty good dwarves too. They're good dwarves, but the synergy and the, the combinations is not there. If you're going to go for a power list, you'll take different dwarves. Hang on, hang on. Are you saying that the rule combat synergy is not very good? Which is that one? That's the way if you're being base contact, you can swap positions with the other dwarf and they've got the exact same profile. <laughs> that one's more a scenario one, I think. That yeah. one doesn't turn up a whole lot. Yeah. The, the main issue I had is Killian Philly didn't have the bodyguard on Thorin, I think it was. Yes, or yeah. some, some rule they lost because Thorin wasn't hanging around. Through Kazar or something. Or Duke, yeah, yeah whatever, I can't remember. But essentially the same thing. So I had those two. I had the one, um, I think it's Biffa. Who, yep. who basically has an, a, a two plus. If someone targets him with a magic power, you got a two plus a chance or a special rule. Yep. You can ignore it. Yep. That one only came into play once yep. when uh, Josh tried to transfix him or something. Is that and I just forgot about it. the rule? Yeah, he forgot about the rule. And of course, I didn't tell him about it because I wanted to do the gotcha. Gotcha. Thing. gotcha. Yeah. I've got this rule. I've never used it before. I'm definitely not going to warn you about it. Yeah. So that was good. And then there's the the healer one. Um, Owen, I think it is. Yeah, Owen. Yeah, yeah. Who's okay. He actually, is, as an extra banner roll, was really good. Yeah, yeah. And they worked together as a little single warband of six, four, sorry, six or four dwarves. Yeah. Really well. They and went and captured objectives. They went and, like, I could hide them and not, not worry about them and then do a couple marches with them and get them where I wanted to be and then yeah, hold cool. up a fight. Yeah. So they were good fun. And then, still way under points. Yeah. Who else was in Lake Town at the time? I think there was a couple of elves, wasn't there? There was two elves. Oh, which ones? So I took two elves. Yes. Legolas with uh, Orchrist. Oh, Megalus. Me Megalus, yes. And uh, Tariel. Yeah, nice. Because nope, no no Mirkwood ranges for them, no, yep. but they brought their friends along. No, nope, just those two, because they were just the only two. two. Yeah. So that was my, my theme, and for 800 points, it worked incredibly well. Yeah. It was incredibly fun to play. The Lake Town Guard, who are the main component of it, were rubbish. Yeah. There's way better infantry I could have put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I was able to get enough of other stuff that it was a bit of fun. Yeah, cool. 
uh, Alfred annoyed me the whole time because he kept stealing might off Bard and Legolas. <laughs> but um, I think that list in particular, it seems on the surface to be pretty poor. But then you look at the shooting that you've got. You've got Bard's shooting, which I'm not too familiar with Bar- what Bard does specifically. But I know Legolas, the three shots are the one auto here. Think for Bard, think Legolas, but better. Yeah, better. better. Okay. The the Bowman, not the Windlance. Windlance is not particularly good. Yeah. But the Bowman, he can reliably... Like, if I see a Fell Beast, I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, Bard's, Bard's going to take the town. Yeah. Does, so, he does the amount of wounds determined by the strength of the shot or something? He or? gets up to three shots. Ah. If you hit the first one, you can use the second one. If you hit the second one, you can use the third shot. Wow. It's a strength four bow. Yep, because he's got a great bow, isn't great it? Great bow. So it's essentially yep. a moving crossbow. So you can yep. walk in range slowly, get yep. to hit at any point at the start of a shoot. So yep. it could be the start of your first shot, second shot, third shot. Yep. You can declare it's the, the black, black arrow. arrow. Yeah. And that's rerolls to hit, rerolls to wounds, I believe, offhand. Wow. And with might powering that, yeah. you know that as soon as the, the fell beast he's gets off, well, it's in range. It's got no fate. As soon as it's got no fate, yep. black arrow comes out and you can reroll in the ways with it. Wow. So you target the wraith up the top. Yes, yeah, yep. And then you've got in the way for the beast, but you can re-roll it. So yeah. you've got better than 50-50 chance of hitting the, the thing and yeah. he'll just go down. Yeah, wow. So that, that one is incredibly reliable. Yeah. And like Town Guard can shoot. Yeah. They're just men with bows and men with bows are fine. Yeah. So you could actually, you played it as a shooting force yep. who then had some nasty combat surprises in Bard, Tariel, Legolas. Megalus. The dwarves. Yeah. Yep. Legolas is a combat character. I mean, three attacks with... Um, what does he fight? Seven? Yeah. Yeah. Right, takes he's, fight he's seven. Amazing. Terror against orcs. Like he's he's yeah. a punch he's Aragorn level punchiness in combat. Plus he's got amazing shooting. Yeah. And this is this is, I guess, an, an idea of a, a theme list that works because it's got those tournament theme models that yes. that you see a lot. It's got the Alfreds, yeah. it's got the the Legolas with the yeah. Orcrest. Because Alfred gives free might, doesn't he, essentially? Yeah, if if you roll basically anything but a one, he's giving you free might. Yeah, so you never can, say that because it'll be a one. Yeah, it'll be a one. But you can be conservative with it and just be be spamming heroic moves with yep. um like cheap character. Yeah. But if you if you work with Bard and Legolas and they get a couple extra points of might, they yeah. mean they can reliably shoot down anything in the game. Yeah. So that's you almost go the win more mode because once the force gets into the like down guard, you're stuffed. Yeah. Yep. So you've got to put pressure on them with the shooting. Yeah. So that was that was a fun force, and and I did really well with that a couple of times. What I found was the master of Lake Town, which I would not drop from the list because he's such yeah. a cool model for themed. Yeah, absolute rubbish in game. Just does nothing. Doesn't fight. Doesn't doesn't fight. He's got possibly the worst ability where you spend a point of might to up the fight value of blokes near him. Wow. And it's just like okay, so I can go from low fight to slightly low, slightly higher fight. Do they go two to three or three to four? They go up by one. I think. I think it's for those guys three to four. Okay. So but even okay, w- but it's not great. One turn of fight four. You yeah. never spend a point of might for that? No. No. If it was something like you could spend two at a time, you might do it. Yeah, yeah, to get to fight five or something. If that- I could spend two points of might, would happily go to fight five. Yeah. Because fight four usually just draws it. Yep. So you want to get ahead on fight. When you get ahead on fight, that's that's all good. Two points of might to be half a Reaver for a turn, you pay that. Yeah. No, no, Any day of the week. Yeah, that's, that's decent. And then you could use Alfred to just soup up the master's might values as well. Yeah, and yep. that would actually be a really nice combo if you could do it more yep. than once in a time. But anyway, so that's that's a theme list. There are heaps more examples of it. Yeah. That one, high power level. Yep. It had the undercosted characters in there, but it also had some some overcosted stuff as well. Yep. And that evens it out, so it was quite playable. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think that was winning before the game starts. I've done this for, for every tournament I've been to. I've taken yep. some sort of theme and, and I, I enjoy it. 
Yeah. So my latest one was a Dunland theme. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Dunland theme to make it competitive, I had to have some way of getting increasing my fight. Well, th- well, this is interesting because we're not suggesting take theme lists to the detriment of your enjoyment of the games. And this is a conversation we had yeah. was that if if you're going to take the Dunland forced, are you going to have a terrible tournament because you know before the game that you're not going to you're not going to be competitive in your so like how do you work that out so that it is it does have a competitive side to it it is a decent army without being the silly over the top yeah everything army so what i had to do there is because my basic troops are fight three fight mm. three no spear support at the yeah. time you've got really very little chance of winning any fights yeah so i took some really powerful characters in Sauron, grima and thryden yep. who did most of the work for the army and to be fair they're they're themed to the army oh they're themed to the army absolutely they are Mm. Um, Thryden especially He's like mm-hmm. you, you almost couldn't Take a Dunlin without him At this That's point right. But Sauron was definitely A choice that I decided to take Yep But I had Sauron Bringing a 12 Or a Kai Pike block As well yeah, okay. Which I don't see a lot Usually I see Pikes Scattered in or ignored At the moment Yep but I went all pikes. So yep. every Urukai in my force had a pike. One had a banner as well. Yeah, nice. But that meant that I could actually, if I needed to, provide some spear support yep. and get to the magic fight four. Yep. So I could hold my own combat instead of just losing. Yep. Now, I lost ruffians like anything. Yep. They, they're rubbish. They yeah. died super quick. And the wildmen, no good. My wildmen with a flail running around doing nothing. <laughs> Did he ever flail? I tried to, but he just couldn't get it off. <laughs> he just dies. Yeah. But <laughs> flail such a dumb rule. Yeah. Uh, but... I had fun with that army and I actually ended up winning five out of my six games yeah, wow. with what I would consider a pretty weak list, to be honest. Like it's, yeah. I could have straight out swapped things like the Warriors of Dunlin out for Urukai for one point more and got such a better model. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's quite funny. It's funny that you had that experience because I felt the army that I took to Masters from a theme point of view was relatively strong, was quite a strong list, but I lost five out of six games. Yeah, um, I thought your army was better than mine as well. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was a really, really good army, but... um. Didn't quite, for whatever reason, maybe I'm just really bad at the game, didn't quite work for me. But um, it's interesting that you had the opposite experience. You had an army that you're going in, you know is not particularly strong or don't feel as particularly strong, and then you end up winning because you actually have to play the game yeah. when, when you're on there. It was it's almost not- reminiscent of my Grimhammer army where yep. the, oh, for the Dunland, I end up I was second on day one and on day two, I end up fifth place. Yeah, So yep. that was a fantastic result. Yep. The Grimhammers, which are universally bagged, like this yep. is... One that I've been trying to trying to push up, mainly for the theme list of them. Yeah. But I took an army that was, I think it was about forty models, and yeah. I re- I reckon about thirty of them were the Grimhammers. Thirty nine models. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So it was Dwalin, two Grimhammer captains. Yep. Ten times, so thirty Grimhammers, I think it was, yep. and then uh, six Grim spears. So the Grimhammers converted to have spears and shield. Yep. Just so I had something to just. And they were just dwarven warriors. They're dwarf they? warriors. Yeah, yeah, warriors of Erebor. But the. The balance was definitely in favor of the Grimhammers. Yeah. And this, like I wasn't spamming Spearmen or anything like that. Yep. Six of them in total is a tiny That's amount. Like, yeah. But and then um, you were theming that around the battle for in the Hobbit. That is the flashback. Is that right? Yeah. It was supposed to be for the, the um, oh, I can't remember the name, uh, Azunuzabal or something like that. Yeah. I'll have to check that up at some point. But more so, I was theming around the Grimhammer model. Yeah. Okay. So that was a theme that wasn't... Basically, I had heard... Non-stop talk about why would you ever take a grim hammer from the straw men? From the straw men, the yeah. people on the internet. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. All these people. There was thousands of them, millions of them, a uh, hundred million. Not a single dissenting voice. Yep. I was no. the only dissenting voice in the yep. crowd. Yeah, my vote counted. But I was, I was hearing how much rubbish this grim hammer won, and I always yep. thought it looks pretty good to me. Yeah, like you've got a fight four model. You got defense six. These are both very good stats. Yeah, they got, got throwing, throwing weapons. weapons. Yep. Yeah, 
and then they can pierce or bash. Yeah, you've got good equipment options. Yeah. So two two special attacks. You can do single handed with a pierce because they've got a little axe on them. Yep. Or you could do a bash, which is a non-lethal attack. Yeah, which is handy for some, like particular scenarios. If yeah, you if you want to make the game alive. longer, you can keep them alive. So yep. I thought these models actually look really good, and I think they suffer from the Kazakhar are better. Bodyguard is just a fantastic rule. It gets yep. rid of all the weaknesses. It's probably too good of a rule. But that's only good if you've got a hero in your army. Yeah, but have you seen the dwarf heroes? Yeah. <laughs> Bodyguard and dwarves are just phenomenal. Yeah. And you've got the strength four and the fight four. So the, yep. the Kazagar look better, but they perform a different role entirely. Yeah. And for dwarves, throwing weapons, you pay a premium straight out. Yeah. You want to get throwing weapons in a dwarf army, you're paying a lot. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. They're damn good. Yeah. They work really well. So... Yep. I was playing essentially a dwarf army like you would play wood elves. Yep. Running away. But it was so resilient that when the enemy got to me, yeah. I just wouldn't die. Defense six is amazing. Yeah. It's not defense seven, but defense six is it's just brilliant. Yeah. And do you know what? I was thinking about this after I um, had my Galadrim tournament where I was like, oh, if I take a defense of the Hornburg army now, you know, the next part yes. of the, the Helm's Deep, suddenly, because the biggest weakness with the Galadrim is that the highest defense is defense five. So mm-hmm. you can, you're smaller numbers and if they get some good shots off, you start to lose your arm, particularly against things like crossbows, which strength four. It's yes. like, oh, my army's just going to collapse, right? But if you take something like a Royal Guard with throwing weapons, suddenly the whole army's defense six and that's much, much better, much stronger against um, armies like that. And you can, exactly like the Grimmer Hammers, you can sit off, throw your throwing weapons until it's time to engage and then bang. Yeah, because normally the way you beat dwarves is you just stay five and a half inches away from them. Yep. Grim hammers, no. You don't want to be five and a half inches away from them. They no. love that distance. Yeah, they do because they just keep throwing weapons at you. And Royal Guard could do it better because you've got an eight-inch throwing yeah, weapon. So you could do. actually be a lot more aggressive with it. And you can take Aragorn for the marches. So you yes. can move nine and throw. And you've got movement six compared to my movement five. That's, That's right. That's amazing. And bodyguard. Right. Yeah, it's it's really good. They're, they're These like are the Grim new hammers. Grim hammers. But yeah, but better. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, I won the tournament with Grim Hammers. Did, that surprised me as well. I didn't expect to. Yeah. But it just shows that that as long as you play it, you can you can really take people apart with a theme list. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes because it's got a strength that people don't realize, like they yeah. di- people don't see dwarves with mass throwing weapons. Yeah. Because why would you ever take a Grim Hammer? That's right. And if you do, people try and they take three of them. Yes. It's like, what's the oh, point they're of rubbish. That? Yeah. Yeah. No, I took three boxes of them. Yeah. Thirty yeah. of them. And it's, um, it's quite interesting to see that because you're exactly right. When when you're used to playing a lot of tournaments and you do start to see the same types yeah, of lists. Yeah, same list every time. I think I fought like two or three pirate lists and then, yeah. you know, um, you start to see those patterns recurring over and over like Isengard with shades and all that sort yes, of stuff yes. that um, tends to come out. And, and things like Ringwraiths, they're almost an auto-include for any evil army. People yep. love them and it's... When suddenly you're facing an army that you don't know what it does, that can be such an advantage because, yeah, their army might be on paper stronger than yours, but they don't know what to do with that army against your particular army. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, a theme list that people take a lot now is the pirates, and they talk about how much they love pirates, and they yep. take it because they love pirates, yep. and then every single one of the Corsair Reavers has an axe conversion. Yeah, that's and right. It's, it's, it's a bit of both. It's one of those theme lists, and yeah, it, uh, it is a theme list, yep. but it's a damn powerful theme list. It's the you, best theme. Yeah, and it's it's similar to what I do with the Grimhammers. It's yeah. designing it around a single model. Yes. And that's, uh, well, the Corsair troops. They're all good. The yeah. three options. Yep. So you design it around the Corsair troops and the army just works. The Arbalesters are great. The Corsair Reavers are great. The, the Warriors are fantastic. Yeah. But the others are just so good that you almost don't see them. Yeah, that's right. 
Like, That's right. It's one of those ones where you can afford to not take an amazing troop that any other army would just be taking in bucket loads. Yeah, absolutely. So there, that's a funny one there. So we'll come back after a quick break and have some theme ideas. Yep. Now we are back for some themed list ideas. Oh, yeah. Nick and I are excited about this. So, Nick, go on. Tell us about some of our themed list ideas that we think could hold up as their own on the tournament. Well, the, some of the ones that I've thought of, um, obviously we were talking about before the defensive Minas Tirith. So, you take uh, Gandalf the White, um, Berigond, was that right? Yes. Uh, Pippin and then Warriors of Minas Tirith or Minas Tirith. And they're all infantry, I imagine, at that point. Yeah, I think behind a wall you'll take infantry. Yeah. One that it's been bouncing around in my head for a little while is the Wargs attack scene from uh, the Two Towers. Ooh. So having Aragorn on a horse, uh, Legolas on a horse. Mm-hmm. And then you actually use the model with Gimli um, on his as a passenger. Yes. You don't, the, the theme probably won't work with Gimli on foot in that. And then you take Theoden... Um, and some riders and that sort of stuff. So that's a, that's a really exciting little list that, that's been bouncing around in my head. I've thought about Earl the Young and Curian. So having a half Sons of Earl, um, Aeol, and a half Gondor Force. That uh, seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, Aeol certainly had a lot of sons, didn't he? Yeah, many sons, many yeah, sons. It apparently was... it's a title, people say, but come on, this is... No, he was definitely just a, a shagging fiend. With a Sons of Aeol list, like I would consider... Basically taking Aeol the Young and just all cavalry. So yes. go the cavalry throw it, Rohan theme. Yes. You would probably go for no other named heroes. Yes. I've yep. heard people say, I've got a Aeol the Young themed army list and then take like Aeolwyn or someone like that. It's like, no, no, no. no. There, there's an unnamed captain. Yep. You can take the unnamed captain. You don't have to take Erkenbrand yep. and, and yep. squash it in or whatever. Oh, it just doesn't make sense to me because isn't no. it like four or 500 years beforehand? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Aeol the Young shouldn't be with any other named Rohan heroes. They're just captains. Captains. You could put a King's Huntsman in if you wanted to. Yeah. You could put Outriders. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, And then obviously Kyrian, you take, again, unnamed captains. Yeah, absolutely. And warriors of Minas Tirith. You might take a Kings and Men profile for Kyrion himself because he was a king of Gondor. Yes, that's right. And would you use the same Kyrion model? I don't think I would. I don't think he looks regal enough. Yeah. I have a feeling he might have intended to be that model and yeah. then they decided later on. Yeah. Okay. My theory, and this is totally unfounded, is that they put the little name at the bottom of it yep. and then decided to use him for a different person. Uh, in fact, he came out the same time as Aeol did. Yes. But okay. he was way later. It just. Yeah. It's a bit too much of a coincidence for me. Yeah. Um, maybe Adam Troke can answer that question for us. Yeah, please, please uh, 
Send us an email, Adam. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple of other good ones that we came up with. Um, the Paths of the Dead. So what do you reckon would be in that? So the Paths of the Dead, I'm thinking that you go for, once again, an Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli ooh, core. Ooh. Now, you might not be able to afford the 300s in this, but you yep. could also take things like Halbrad yes. and a, a Banner. Yeah, so you Book could, Paths of the Dead. Yeah, about. Book Paths of the Dead. You could take Rangers of the North. Yep. You could you maybe take some just uh, Rangers of Arnor. Yep. And then you take the King of the Dead and yeah. Warriors of the Dead. So, obviously, if you're putting in Helperad, we're thinking Paths of the Dead from the books. Um, yes, definitely. And so, you'd have, what did you say, the King of the Dead? Well, wasn't, no, the movie was the one where they started the fight with the the, the dead. Yes, right. So, it was actually a bit of a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Because they had the Grey Company in the books, and the Grey Company were really stripped back in the movies. Yeah. But in the books, you'd have the Grey Company, so Rangers of the North and yep. those sort of guys, but you'd also have, like, the Clansmen of uh, Lemedon. Really? So, Angbor okay. and Clansmen. Yeah, wow. So, so the Clansmen of Lemedon would be with the, the range of the North. You could mm. take it that way as well. That would be a fun force, actually. Yeah, that would be really fun. I think the main reason, the main way to make this work would be make sure you've got some spears on your range of the North so they yes. can be y- y- utility pieces. Yep. Because you don't want them to die. Yes. You need to keep them alive, either behind the army of the dead or the Clansmen. They're yep. helping them out win fights. Yeah. And you're doing all your Aragorn trickery. Oh, such trickery. I think you should do this one at some point. Yeah, this looks real fun. Yeah, I think you've already got the, the three hunters. This is the, the yeah. upgraded version of it. And yeah. Both the Halberd models are quite nice. Yeah. The Halberd banner, there's one version that's really hard to get. And the other one is quite easy to get. Yeah, nice. The Christmas tree one. Yeah, cool. There's one other sneaky three hunters list that's been bouncing that? around in my head. So, this is the three hunters at the point when they first meet Aemar on the plains of the Riddermark. Yes. Um, and so, the way I envision this looking, of course, they haven't got armor, so none of them can take armor, but they all have elven cloaks. And then you have uh, Aemar and unnamed captains from yep. that point um, with as many riders of Rohan as you can fit. And the tricky thing with this is I reckon you take Isildur's heir, not Aragorn's strider. Okay. Um, and that the way that force works is the, the little three hunters almost act like a little war band. Yes. That... They all get bonuses for being your Aragorn. They can move through terrain without penalty. Oh, so forests, sneaky. rivers, all that sort of stuff. So there's this really nice little skirmishing force that kind of baits people towards you. And then you've got this cavalry that runs and does what Rohan do. Yeah, that's a good idea for an army. Mm, mm. So I'm, I'm Ooh, working like away to see if that will work. What do you reckon some evil ones? Um, I know you've spoken about Cult, cult of the Dragon. Okay, so the Cult the of the Dragon. This is one that lots of people talked about. Surprised me for our area in Australia, we get told that Easterlings aren't competitive and people don't like to take them, which is, I think is a joke because I think they're fantastic. Yeah, they seem really good on paper to me. Let me just let me just have a quick look what they're actually called so I get this right. So in the Cold of the Dragon, you take the Easterling upgrades. The basic troops have an mm-hmm. upgrade to give them fight four, which is pretty important to yeah, have some good. fight four access. And that's called Black Dragon Upgrade. Yep. So what I've done for these guys is to put the back banner similar to the, the Khan models. Yep. And then I've given them a, a bald head. Okay. So no helmet. So yep. I, I enjoy these. Um, I've got a whole bunch of swordsmen at the front, but I think I'm going to convert up some pikemen as well for it because yeah. now with the, the new rules, yeah. pikemen with fight four are just great. Really good. So you take really, that, really you've got good. your fight four wherever you need it. Now, the dragon theme, you keep it going. You take Amdur Lords the Blade, yes. who's a leader of the dragon knights. Yes. So you take a couple of dragon knights, maybe one dragon knight, and give it on a horse. Great model. Not a leader, but it's a great fighter. Yeah. And then you take Kamal the Easterling, mm. and he has an upgrade called a fell beast. Now, I would convert a fell beast out of a drake. Yes, I can I see would this. Put, I can see this in front of me. Yes, I could put 
maybe some foul beast wings on it. Yeah. Convert him on it. Make sure to give it some nice reins. Put it um, maybe standing on a tree. Yeah, I feel like a tree would, would work really well. And then I have my dragon. So the joke is, of course, I've actually done this army. Yeah. And I really enjoy playing it. It's strong as anything and it's fun. Uh, if you wanted to really up it, you could also take another dragon. So yes. just take a dragon model, ally it in. Yep. And go real dragon and Eastern themes. And I think it's got a real visual appeal to it, this sort of Eastern dragon idea. Yeah, I think that looks really cool. I might put some photos up on our Facebook page when uh, I release this episode because I am quite proud of this conversion. And it's, it looks really good. Looks yeah, really, so I took really the the, uh, the resin. Couldn't have been done with metal. Mm. Okay, what's our next one? Uh, so, let me just get this. Oh, I actually have a really cool idea. Oh, good. So, you know in the Silmarilli? I do. When... The Balrogs attack the Elven city. The siege of Gondolin. Yeah, wouldn't that be a really yes. cool? Because you just, I imagine it just Balrogs mm-hmm. and orcs. So Gothmog leading a troop of Balrogs. Yeah. So this is Gothmog Lord of the Balrogs, not Gothmog, some sort of orc creature. Which That's right. Has who's got it? an ugly face and yeah. somehow managed to still. Is he got cerebral palsy? It looks like. Well, he looks like he's got. He's had a stroke. That's the way oh, that he stroke. seems to. Okay. Um, yeah, his his kind of internal rotation with the um, with the paralysis of all his flexitone. Yes. So yeah, it looks like he's had a stroke on the um on the right hemisphere of the brain. Ah, fair yeah. enough. That would explain it. Yeah. Because so in the extended edition, they really show how he moves, and he doesn't look like a fighter anymore. No, not at all. Although he's one of the best orc fighters in the game. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. So how'd you do that? I imagine you would fit as many Balrogs as you could. So one. And then fill out the rest with just orc warriors. Or Dwellers in the dark. Oh, yeah. Dwellers in the dark. Yeah, I think that's how I would do it if I was yeah. going to do that. Um, they're the little mini Balrogs, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I think they're about 75 points-ish. Okay. And they're, they're actually quite good. Yeah. But they're, they're little mini monsters that they can heal themselves. They do wounds. Yeah, cool. And what you do for that sort of idea, and I think Sam was talking about this a bit at Masters, is you yeah. throw your Dwellers in the dark forward yeah. and just hurl heroes at the Balrog. Yeah, and then the Balrog, and just, the Balrog just eats into them and just takes them up. Because the whole strategy you do of fighting a Balrog is just to run away from the Balrog. Yes. But if things are hurling towards the Balrog, you're they not getting away. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm, that could be very fun. Yeah. I was thinking perhaps even a Dolgador themed list would be quite nice. Dolgador is is a great list. It, yeah. You get all the stuff that you want in a powerful orc list. Yeah. You take heaps of orc warriors as yep. your base troops and you take you can take the Necromancer if you want to. You could yeah. take uh, Castellans of Dolgador. You yep. could probably throw some... Some uh, black Numenorians in there because yeah. of the whole magic theme. Yep. You could take uh, wags and spiders from the uh, yeah, Dwellers in the right. Dark list. Yeah, essentially werewolves. Yep. You could take. I don't know how you get some black-hearted trees that were described as being there. Yep. But there's there's a really nice upgrade as well that necromancers can give to things. And you've got lots of. You could throw in some specters. You could have yeah barrow whites and things. You could throw in all kinds that, of things. Would you get shades? No, that's Angmar. Shades are from Agmar, yep. but I could honestly see you taking a shade in this sort of Dol Guldor. Yeah. It's a, the sorcery Sauron being a, a a sorceress force. I've got no problem with shades in that force. Yeah, yeah. So that's that seems quite powerful actually. A whole bunch of like, creepies. Yeah. Giant spiders in there. Yeah. That sounds that sounds good. One that I've always wanted to do is the Last Alliance. Oh, I love the Last Alliance. Yeah, you just get to take these really like you get to take Elrond. And um, what's the King of the Elves? I've just forgotten his name. Uh, Gilgalad. Gilgalad, that's right. Gilgalad, Elrond. You can put in some Rivendell Knights. You get all these High Elves. You get um, yes. Men of Numenor, Isildur. Yeah, really, really cool fun list. Yeah, that's a good fun list. And I want to do the opposite. Now, 
in this one, I don't think I can take the evil dwarves. I know in the last alliance of the books, they talked about every other race was represented on both sides. Yeah, okay. So I think it was orcs on one side, men and elves on the other. and No, men, orcs on one side, elves on the other side, and every other race represented on both sides. On both sides, wow. So basically you had like dwarves on both sides. Would you take Grimhammers? I would, I'd love to take evil Grimhammers, but I can't do that for evil. Yeah. But for evil, I'm going things like just your generic orc as my main yeah. trooper. Yep. I'm taking Golgoroth Beasts. Yeah. I'm taking Sauron in his full armored gear. That would be really cool. Maybe some trolls, yeah. uh, Warg Riders, just basic Warg Riders. I think yep. it could be a fantastic, like, generic mortal horde, not not all the specialist troops. Yeah. And you could take um, generic evil men. So whatever you choose, whatever oh, flavor you Oh, you could take want. some some Haradrim or. Yeah. Yeah, some but some Dunland I think might be a good good generic men. Yeah, yeah, just to and model them up to fit in the thing, yeah. but just take generic dudes. Yeah, yeah. I actually do think that that's Warriors of Dunland might be a really good option for that one. Yeah, you've got the the Dunland captains have the extra bit of will and things like that, so they do something a bit different. Yeah, and you've got the fight four and the men backed up by the orcs. You yeah, could that's actually right. that would actually work reasonably well, and they look like men that would have been fighting alongside Sauron. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a really really cool one. Yeah, that's fun. Hmm. Now, one other that I know Kylie loves. Kylie loves this one, yes. This is this is one of her very, very favourites. And that is simply the Nine The Nuzgul. Nine, right. It, it's fantastic. It's such a good list. I remember going through the whole design in the list with her and, and going through ideas for it. Yeah. And just when we got to the point where we said, this could actually work. Yeah. And we've got the Nine on horse. Yep. With only two named ones, I think we played. I think it was Witch King and the Undying were the only named ones. From memory of having a look at the list, I think they were the two. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. So that that's a list that it's incredibly effective. I know Kylie went undefeated in tournament of it, and I, we'll let her talk about it because she's done tactics and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, she's actually written one up. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll maybe even link that one. But yeah. that's that's a fantastic list. Very powerful. Yeah, and fun. a lot of fun. Probably the, one of the best all hero list series. Yeah. And then what's our next one? Do we have any more? Uh, we've got a couple more. Oh, good. Um, Keep going. Well, this we've got fun. two. We've got the attacking force of Osgiliath. Ah, uh, the attacking force of Osgiliath. Yeah. So again, Gothmog. So Gothmog siege weapons. You not well in the movie they're on boats and they're kind of attacking. Oh, um, Osgiliath. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, sorry. But you could still bring a catapult in and things like that. Because yeah, well, because is... taking Osgiliath was then allowed them to get across to the Battle of Pelennor Fields. And how do you think all the city got wrecked up? Like, it's, yeah, not, it's right. not like the orcs are coming up and like chipping away at buildings and things like that. They're, yeah, getting, they're getting hit by siege weapons and things. Yeah, so you could do siege weapons. You can do... That, that'd be orcs, another orcs. Um, yeah, generic mortal orcs kind of force. Yeah, I just really want to put a catapult in. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really fun. But Gothmog's quite a really yep. big hit character. Then you take generic captains, I imagine, with mm. that. And then you can do... The, there's two defensive Osculeth you can do. You can do the one with Boromir and the yep. Banner. Yes. Um, and some Osculeth veterans and Faramir and that sort of stuff. Or you can do the one from the movies, which is Faramir in ranger mode with quite a few rangers mm-hmm. and then some warriors of Minas Tirith um, and maybe even some Osculeth veterans in that. Yeah, they're both good Good Gondor lists. It's good to have a theme to your, to your big list, like your Mordor yeah. and your Gondor and, and yeah. those sort of ones because otherwise you just... Unlimited options. You just take whatever you want, yeah. Yeah, that'd um, be really good. But that would be fun. I would probably limit myself in that. Probably very few knights, if any knights at all, because I don't remember seeing them. I would take a little bit. I yeah. think I can see, though, the big cavalry. Like, it's a city. Yeah. It's not like you're just going to be all ruins and things, but you wouldn't take a big cavalry force. Yeah, big contingent. Yeah. I think you could also take some tricky cavalry, like things like Faramir on horse in ranger mode with yeah. a couple of Citadel guard on horse with bows and a couple of knights, like almost ragtag forces by this point. Yeah, that's right. Don't make them look like they're all uniform war bands. Yeah, no, that would be very, very cool. And one last one. Yeah, go for it. The Battle of the Five Armies. 
Battle of Five Armies. I've been wanting... This one's got lots of choices here. Yeah, The one lot. I've been thinking about a lot and wanting to do is the Elves and Men. Because yes. initially it was the Dwarves versus the Elves and Men. Yes. So having basically the survivors of Lake Town yep. allied within, with Tharendwil's... Uh, yeah, Tharendwil's Halls. Yeah, Tharendwil's Halls, but the armoured versions of it. Yep. And with the knights and things. Yeah. I think it would be phenomenal. That would be very cool. Yeah. And, and then you could... Powerful. Well, you've got, you got Alfred, you've got Tharendwil, you've got some other characters in there. Yeah, that's right. And then you can... If you wanted to spread it out even more, you can add some dwarves later. You can add some yes. um, some eagles. And um, on the eagle side, you could have wags. And although in, in the the movie it wasn't wags, but in the yeah. books it was. Yeah. But gundabad orcs and all that kind of nastiness. Trolls. Yeah. So for evil, you could just take your your gundabad orcs. I really, really hope that when we get a new edition of books, we're going to get the evil side of the Battle of Five Armies expanded out. Yeah. And in a way that we can actually. Get them. I'd like to see them in plastic. I, I think Gundabad Orcs in plastic. If they're going to give us some plastics, give us the Gundabad Orcs. I would actually do a Gundabad Orc army if it came out in plastic for sure. I've already got three warbands of them. Love the models. Think yeah. they're fantastic. I would buy another three warbands happily. Yeah. And um, then you can add Bolg, you can add Azog. You can, yeah, yeah. You can make some so really fun there. armies. Yeah, I think it would sell. Yeah. Our stuff's selling. Yeah. They, they know. They know. Adam, I know you're listening. No, you're not. But if you well, are... if you are... If you are... Start talking to the people. Yeah. Gun yeah. to orc plastics. And Understand dwarves, we can't do everything. Dwarves on boars. Oh, they're gonna do that. You know they're yeah. gonna do that. Yeah, it'd be cool. Or were they on goats? I can't remember. Uh, goats? I think one of them was on a boar, the yeah, hero, right. and the rest were on goats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they you know they're gonna come out. Yeah. And if they don't, I'm sure some other companies will take them out and yeah. make them for us. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that one. Like started seeing on the battlefield. Yeah, absolutely. we've had an interesting turn where we're getting a lot of Lord of the Rings armies at tournaments, but not as many Hobbit armies as I would like. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get a bit of a twist back to them because there's so many good themed and fantastic ones available. Yeah, absolutely. Rangers of Mirkwoods, another really good. Yes. One. Oh, that that's just a good list. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as you say, the Battle of Five Armies, the Armored Elves. Yeah. They just had a little bit different. They're a bit um, they're a little bit hardier than um standard Galadrim and those sorts of things. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. So I think they're all defense six, aren't they? They're quite high. I, I remember reading the profiles and being like, oh, wow. that's The orcs? Like, no, no, the elves. The, the elves from the bell. No, no, they're not. Oh, they're okay. lightly armored. They're the defense four ones. Oh, It's the palace guard that are defense six. They're, that's right. That's the one I was looking they're at. They're basically Galadrim, essentially, okay. but they've got another war gear option there, the glaive. <gasps> that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Which yeah, is yeah, just they're... choose your war gear as you go. Yep, yep. That's very cool. Because that's yeah. an elven blade. A shield or a spear. spear. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Strangely enough. Yeah. Yeah, so that's some list ideas and we're excited about these and we'll probably put some together. Uh, there's heaps more to go for. Just yeah. go read the books. Get Unfinished Tales and have a look through some of the yeah. chapters of that. It's got yeah. some great little themed ideas. Yeah. And I guess in summary, that um, what we found from our experience of playing these lists is that they don't... Theme list doesn't mean it's uncompetitive. It just means the army tells a story while yeah. you're playing it. And look, you already have restrictions when you make a list. You've got your own model collection restriction. You've yep. got the points you've got restriction. Add a couple more and it's not going to help hurt you that much. Play with the list. Play with it a few times and you'll get used to it. So my son's definitely ready for nap time at the moment. So he's very loud and you probably hear him throughout the episode. Hopefully not too much. Yeah. But thanks to this, Nick. This is a... Uh, Hopefully, some fun people will find it interesting. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Yeah, and, and send us some feedback on what you think would make good theme lists and stuff yeah. that you've written up. Just write on the Facebook. More page importantly, if you've got some ones you'd like to share with us and want us to put on the page, if you've got some really nice looking theme yeah. lists, please let us see that because I love seeing that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thank you very much, and I'm glad to to get talking again. It's been a while. Mm. Having children it takes a lot of time. So hopefully, we get some feedback from you and. 
that's all from the Green Dragon for today. We'll see. You what very is it? Traps win games? Yeah, do they? I don't what know. What do theme win Theme Themeless win games. Th- themes win games. Themes win games. Yeah. Done. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.